The Dallas Stars picked up two important points on Tuesday night in Chicago. And on today's episode, we'll be highlighting the excellence of Jake Ottinger and also talk about some much-needed depth scoring from the Dallas Stars. All of this and more coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Stars podcast. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bing bong. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Wednesday, March 29th. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, Thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And today we are talking about a much-needed Dallas Stars win in Chicago. Not really too big of a surprise. They were expected to win this matchup, and I think they did so quite convincingly, winning 4-1 to one and picking up two points to kick off this quick three-game road trip through the Central Division as they'll be in Arizona on Friday and Denver on Saturday. But the Stars rolled with Jake Ottinger in Game 1 of this trip, and it, it seemed to pay off because obviously the Stars got the win. He looked really good, but this was maybe the least stressful start of the season for number 29 between the pipes for the stars. He faced a whopping 18 shots all game, and he saved 17 of them. The the goal coming late in the third period, uh, kind of a, a weird greasy goal. The puck kind of bouncing around the low slot area. It gets past Jake Ottinger, but the stars had already scored four times up to that point, and the damage had been done on Dallas's end. And Jake Ottinger did what he needed to do facing. I don't know if 18 is the least amount of shots he's faced this season, but I have to imagine if it isn't the lowest, it's pretty darn close. You don't see that very often uh, teams not recording even 20 shots on net, but given where the Chicago Blackhawks are at, at this point in the season, it's not too shocking. And he certainly did have to work for it at certain stretches, uh, but this looked like one of the least uh, intense games or least pressurized games, it seemed, for Jake Ottinger. Again, I'm not trying to take away from the work that he put into prepare and practice and his focus. I, I just don't think that this was the most difficult game for him and one that really you know, put a ton of pressure on his back. And, and I think that that's a good thing. Uh, I'm sure that there you know, needs to be some recovery from this game. But if you're going to start Jake Ottinger this late in the season, you want it to be games like this where it's low pressure, not having to make too many saves, and the saves you are making aren't putting too much pressure on your body and risking injury or risking wear and tear. And, and now he has plenty of time to recover uh, for Saturday, which is when I believe we will see him next 
because the Stars have a back-to-back coming up where they'll be in Arizona on Friday and then Denver on Saturday. And I, I just imagine it folds that way because the Stars would get their best guy on the ice on Saturday in a very meaningful game that potentially could be for the top spot in the Central Division, depending on how things play out here over the next couple of days. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. And also, uh, Scott Wedgwood would get a start in Arizona, the team that he last played for, the team that the Stars acquired him from. Uh, I know he never actually played in Mullet Arena as a member of the Arizona Coyotes. I'm not really sure how many Coyotes fans are going to be at that game on Friday, but uh, I'm sure a cool moment for him, likely as I imagine again that he gets the start as we do know that he is on the Stars road trip. There were pictures of him getting on the team plane, so I would imagine uh, that we will see Scott Wedgwood on Friday against Arizona and Jake Ottinger having you know, fully rested and recovered from this win in Chicago should be good to go on Saturday when the Stars will desperately need him to be at his best in order to get two points at Ball Arena, which is easier said than done, especially on day two of a back-to-back. But Jake Ottinger's performance going back to uh, Tuesday night's game, I think embodies the overall game very well. This wasn't a super flashy game. This is not necessarily one of the more memorable Stars games of the season. Of course, it matters. It was important because they got two points, but I don't think we're going to get to the end of the year and say, man, remember that that Stars-Blackhawks game on March 28th in Chicago? Man, incredible game. One of the best games of the season. I, I don't think we're going to be having that conversation like we might uh, with some of the Stars wins like in Las Vegas where they went in overtime or Seattle where they went in overtime, things like that. But it was still important because, again, the Stars won. They got two points. They took care of business. They they did what they needed to do, and it wasn't flashy. It wasn't dramatic. They came in. There was never really a doubt. They scored first. They scored relatively early. They They doubled their lead in the first period, and they never really took their foot off the pedal but also they didn't have to force their foot down on the pedal. It was just nice and a simple cruise on the highway for the stars in this game. And I think Jake Ottinger's performance embodies that pretty well, uh, where he was doing what he needed to do, taking care of business, saving every puck that came his way except for one. And it resulted in a W for his team, resulted in two points for his team, which the stars need in the majority of their games from here on out as we have crept into the single digits and games remaining this season, and some pretty meaningful ones uh, coming up later on this week. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll look at some of the offense in this game against the Chicago Blackhawks, a few guys scoring that we haven't seen score in quite some time. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is heating up. The Final Four is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner 
of the Locked On Stars podcast. I want to thank you again for making the Locked On Stars podcast your first listen of the day. And the Dallas Stars not only got a great outing from Jake Ottinger, they also got the scoring that they needed to ensure this win. Of course, some of it comes from the usual suspects. Joe Pavelski gets his 22nd goal of the season on one of his more masterful tip-in plays. Ryan Suter to Joel Hanley at the blue line. Joel Hanley fires it on net, and Joe Pavelski gets his stick on the puck to redirect it past Alex Stalock. Just uh, another day at the office for Captain America. And we saw Tyler Sagan get back on the score sheet, at least with a goal for the first time since returning from his injury that he sustained in Buffalo a few weeks ago. And the Dallas Stars not only got scoring from their top six, but they got some much-needed depth scoring. And the two other goals came from guys you don't always see scoring, and they came on special teams. We saw a power play goal from none other than defenseman Colin Miller, guy who's not necessarily known for even being on the power play, but as the power play began to wind down, the Stars kind of in the middle of changing some personnel, and Colin Miller buries uh, a goal to give the Stars at the time a 2-0 lead. Again, a massive goal to double the Stars' lead in the first period of the game. And then near the end, we get a shorthanded goal from Luke Glendenning, his second shorty of the season, and actually his first goal since uh, his last time scoring was also a shorthanded goal way back near the beginning of the season in Philadelphia against the Flyers. Uh, only his third on the season, but better late than never for Luke Glendenning to reassert himself back into the scoring conversation for this Stars team. Uh, and hopefully it, it you know lights a little bit something up for him down the stretch this season and maybe into the playoffs. Kind of a, a, a weird situation uh, late in the game after Glendenning scores that goal. He bumps into uh, Chicago Blackhawks netminder Alex Stalock. I don't think there was any ill intent there. I know Glendening can be a little bit of a scrappy physical player, but you go back and watch that replay. I truly believe he was doing his best to get out of the way. Unfortunate circumstances, but uh, a little bit of some scraps at the end of that game. Not the cleanest ending in terms of penalties and game misconducts and things of that nature. But hopefully that sequence lights Luke Glendening up a little bit, and hopefully we can see Tyler Sagan get back to being himself. I really think that we were starting to see some really good stuff from 91 before that unfortunate leg injury that he suffered in Buffalo. Uh, again, nothing he could control, but hopefully his 18th goal of the season finally kind of gets him back in the you know scoring trend on the scoring sheet consistently because the Dallas Stars need all hands on deck here at this point in the season. And then especially when the playoffs roll around, it doesn't matter who the stars are playing. They need all of their guys to be at their absolute best. And that includes number 91, Tyler Sagan for this team. Great to see Sagi get back in the score sheet. And we even saw some incredible performances or impressive performances rather from guys who didn't score, but came very close. We continue to be on Jason Robertson. Watch as he continues to chase Mike Madonna, looking to, score the most points in a season by any Dallas star. He truly did have some grade A chances even early on in the game. He gets Alex Stalock out of his crease, which even going back to the Luke Glendening thing, I think that's why that collision happened. You go back and watch those highlights. Anytime a Stars player had a breakaway opportunity or a one-on-one, -on -one, Stalock is way out of his crease, and that even happened early in the game. Before Sagan's goal, the first one of the matchup, Jason Robertson had a grade A chance, had a few other really high-quality looks, high-danger scoring chances 
just not able to bury, not able to execute. And Stars fans watching every time he touches the puck in anticipation of what he might do and the record that he might set. A new record that really hasn't ever been touched or really ever been too close to being touched in three decades or nearly three decades here in Dallas. And so he has a few more games here on the road. Then there's a chance that maybe if he doesn't get involved scoring-wise too much, that we could see him break the record at home against the Nashville Predators in a little less than a week. But nonetheless, a great offensive effort for the Stars as well. Jake Ottinger's performance, fantastic, but it means nothing without insurance scoring and the offense taking care of business like Jake did at his end of the ice, and the Stars did just that. Again, you come to expect it when you are a far superior team than your opponent. But again, the Dallas Stars really left no doubt. And I don't think this was, actually, I don't even have to think. I know that this was not their most dominating win of the season. But again, they did what they needed to do. They still won convincingly. They got two points. And while they, of course, did actually exert energy, I don't think that this game really took too much out of them. And of course, they still have plenty of time to travel, rest, and recover before getting back on top of things on Friday night in Arizona. We're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll look at two other teams in the Central Division. The Wild and the Avalanche are going head-to-head tonight on TNT. It's a top three battle in the Central Division, and we're going to be talking about how we, as Stars fans and supporters, should be watching this game and who we should be hoping comes out with the win. More on that right after this. All right, everybody, we are closing out today's episode by not really talking about the Stars, but talking about two teams that the Stars care about what they're up to. And that is, of course, the Minnesota Wild and the Colorado Avalanche. They are maybe the premier matchup tonight in the National Hockey League. The Wild heading to Denver, heading to Ball Arena for the final meeting between these two teams this season. And boy, is this a meaningful matchup not just for these teams but also for the Dallas Stars. Minnesota Wild currently have 95 points sitting atop the Central Division and the Colorado Avalanche tied with the Dallas Stars with 94 points uh with the Wild of course before this matchup having a game in hand over Minnesota. They will still have a hand a game in hand over Minnesota after this matchup, but the Stars and the and the Avalanche uh, will have played the same amount of games after this matchup comes to an end in Denver, Colorado. But I mean, this begs the question, and I find myself asking this too, how should we as Stars fans, people who watch the Stars, support the Stars, want the Stars to be first in the Central Division, how should we approach this game? Because obviously one of these teams has to win. One of these teams is going to leave this matchup with two points. But for starters, when we watch this game and we hope for fill-in-the-blank outcome, We need this outcome to be in regulation. We do not need this game to go to overtime. One of these teams is going to get two points, but there only needs to be one team that gets points at all. One of these teams needs to leave empty-handed. And I personally, going into this game, want to see the Avalanche win because then they would leapfrog the Minnesota Wild by one point, and the Dallas Stars would have a chance if they take care of business on Friday to then leapfrog the Colorado Avalanche for the first spot in the Central 
division. And a few other things would have to come together as well because both teams, the Avalanche and Wild, would be off after this game until Saturday. The Avalanche, of course, hosting the Stars on that day. And the Minnesota Wild will be in the desert taking on Las Vegas. Not an easy matchup by any means. Uh, and so Vegas very well could win that game. That should be a great game. And Stars Avalanche should also be a great game. But I think that's the best case scenario for how we as Stars fans should approach this matchup. And again, this all also takes into the account that the Stars win and do what they need to do on Friday in Arizona, which should not be a major concern, but we know is easier said than done. We know that this Coyotes team is a little bit scrappier and they're going to be more difficult to beat, in my mind, than the Chicago Blackhawks. I know that they've given the Stars some scares this season, especially in their last matchup, whenever they played at the American Airlines Center, they got out to that quick 2-0 lead. The Stars were thankfully able to rally and avoid an upset in that game. But of course, they need to win that one. And then they have to hope the Avalanche get this win on Wednesday. And that puts the Stars potentially, uh, again, in a spot where they could, by the end of the weekend, be in the driver's seat in the Central Division. And I really want it to fold out that way. I think it'd also be nice for the Avalanche to win because if I'm being honest with myself, and I'm curious to know how other Stars fans feel about this as well. I would rather get matched up with the Wild in the first round if we have to play one of these two teams. If the Stars find themselves in the second or third spot in the division and they're playing another Central Division team, I personally would rather it be Minnesota. I do not want to see the Stars play the Avalanche in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think that's a recipe for disaster. I don't necessarily think it'd be a, a blow-off series for the Stars if they get the Wild. I think that that presents its own set of challenges, but I'd much rather go up against that group than the defending Stanley Cup champions that have Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, uh, and so on and so forth. I mean, we, we, we all know how incredible that roster is and how hungry they are going to be to defend their title once the playoffs begin. So that's really how I want to see things unfold. Again, of course, best case scenario is the Stars are able to get back in the lead of the division and they get matched up with either Seattle, Winnipeg, maybe Calgary, maybe Nashville. I would like their chances way more in a first-round series against a wildcard team than I would against Minnesota or Colorado. Let those two teams beat up on each other in round one of the playoffs and let the Stars get the leftovers. That's the way I see it, and that's the way I see tonight's game. It should be a very fun and entertaining matchup. I know I will be watching here at home, uh, and I'm excited to just get to watch a hockey game that I don't necessarily have to talk about after I don't have to sit down and record. It hopefully should be a fun and competitive game between two of the best teams in the Western Conference. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on the YouTube channel, and you can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And if you do uh, feel so inclined, leave us a five-star rating and or review on Apple or Spotify. Uh, it helps us out a ton and truly means a lot to me. You can also find us on social media at Dane double underscore Lewis. And of course, the show at uh, Locked on Stars on Twitter and Instagram. But we'll be back here tomorrow with another episode. I hope you guys enjoy your Wednesday and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>